Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. Last week, we found out about these amazing prophecies buried in the Vatican. 900 years ago, what would happen to each pope all the way up to the last pope? On this show, we're going to continue and we're going to talk about the Vatican's secret plans for welcoming an alien god with a small g under the reign of the last pope. <laughs> well, last week we talked about the Saint Malachi. And Chris, I have to ask you, does the pope know about these prophecies? Do the cardinals know about these prophecies? What do they think of them? Well, so there's actually a, a lot of evidence that they do take it very seriously. In fact, Pope Pius XII, who was the pope during World War II, he actually produced a documentary film about himself, and the title of the film is the Malachi motto for his papacy, Angelic Shepherd. He actually titled the film after the Malachi prophecy's prediction for him. So he not only endorsed it, he claimed it. Okay, Tom, as, a, as just a short review, uh, what, based on the prophecies out of the Vatican that were hidden for all these generations, are they anticipating with the final pope? Well, the, the idea among both Catholics and Protestant scholars is that he will be the final pope. He is uh, the one who is going to be residing over the Vatican as it enters into the Great Tribulation period. And there's also the belief among even some of the Catholic mystics that he might be a false pope, an anti-pope, somebody who helps give rise to the Antichrist. Let me tell you something. Judaism, Christianity, and other religions have focused on the year in 2012. You know, that remember the Mayan prediction, the end of the world in 2012? So everyone's discounted all of that, but that's not exactly what the prediction said. What did it say? In the conferences where I spoke last year, I kept telling people, don't say it's the end of the world. That's not what the Maya said. That's not what the Aztec said. That's not what the Cherokee Indians said, all of whose calendar rolled over at the end of 2012. What was it that they were saying? They were saying 2012 was the end of an era, and 2013 marks a new dispensation. Now, the Maya said some things that were very interesting. They said it would be marked by the emergence of two great male figures who would emerge upon on the earth. They sound very much like they're talking about the false prophet right. and the Antichrist. Uh, they talked about their god, Bolyan Yakteku, the spirit of it coming up from out of the underworld. Now, what does this god do? He guards the bones and the seed 
of the giants that are in the underworld and that that spirit would begin to rise in the year 2013, giving birth even to a new form of humanity. You're talking about what I've read about and pondered so many times in the Bible. Maybe you've read this about the Nephilim where the sons of God cohabited with the uh, daughters of humans and produced great giants. That's what it sounds like That's to me. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And furthermore, turn of the century preachers, including Jonathan Edwards, marked the year 2012 to 2016 as the date when the false prophet and the Antichrist would appear. Dozens of Protestant reformers marked these years hundreds of years ago. Not only that, and you appreciate this with your Jewish ministries, the Zohar, one of the most important books of Jewish Kabbalah ever written. It is accepted in traditional Judaism as coming from God. Uh, it's not all from God, I can tell you as a fact, but it's an interesting uh, situation that it talks about. In a section of the Zohar called Signs Heralding Mashiach, the coming of the Messiah, they marked the year 5773, which in the Jewish calendar began in September 2012, and comes through into this year, 2013, and said that was the time. In fact, much of the prophecy sounds almost identical to the prophecy of the popes. It is a time that will lead to the destruction of Rome, and more importantly, they said, at that time, Messiah will begin making himself known to the nations of the world. This 700 years ago prophesied that between 2012 to 2013, the emergence of the Messiah would appear on earth, almost an identical parallel to cultures around the world that for thousands of years saw these dates specifically as the time when the end times would begin. Speaking of end times, many of you are familiar with uh, the apparitions of Mary and Fatima and people going there and being healed, but it's not exactly the way we've been told, is it, Chris? No, it's not. What would happen if there was a massive UFO sighting? Well, what happened in Fatima, Portugal in 1917 was really just that, in my opinion. Now, up to 70,000 people gathered in a field, supposedly to see an apparition of the Virgin Mary. But if you go and read the descriptions of what people call the miracle of the sun, they actually describe seeing a gray silvery disk rotating around in the sky and, and, and kind of putting a cascade of colors, like a rainbow of colors. And so it really, in 1917, no one had vocabulary of words like flying saucer. Right. But that's exactly what it sounds like they're describing to me. Yeah, I've always thought Mary just appeared in the sky. It, it really wasn't Mary at all. They're talking about a sphere or a silver disk. And, and that same... A flying saucer, let's call it for what it is, demonic. According to my notes here, in 1950, Pope Pius XII saw the same thing. Explain. Well, what's interesting about the Marian dogmas and all these things that we don't see in the Bible is that the, the theology has sort of escalated over time. Now, in 1950, Pope Pius saw of a sphere over the Vatican Gardens, the same sort of thing that you hear about at Fatima. Now, this sighting of this opaque sphere, flying saucer, you know, UFO, inspired him to define a new doctrine that all Catholics have to believe, and that is that Mary ascended into heaven just like Jesus does in Acts chapter 1. Wait till you find their research of what the Vatican is ready to announce in reference to end time. Bible prophecy and in reference to aliens coming to planet Earth. We'll be right back.
Could this new pope, Pope Francis of Italian descent, be the last pope that was predicted in a 900-year-old manuscript? And will he be the one to usher in a one-world New Age religion? More on It's Supernatural when we return with Tom Horn and Chris Putnam. Call right now to get Tom Horn and Chris Putnam's must-read two-book offer, Petrus Romanus and Exo Vaticana, plus this exclusive DVD, Exo Vaticana, Questions Answered. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9183. This two-book series uncovers what you and your family need to know concerning the end times. A 900-year-old vision declares that Pope Francis will be the final pope presiding during the Great Tribulation. Learn why Vatican astronomers involved with Project Lucifer are using a special infrared camera attached to the most powerful telescope on Earth searching for aliens and UFOs. Understand what a recently uncovered published Vatican file declares concerning aliens who will come as saviors of mankind and its absurd claim that Jesus may have been from an alien race. And on this exclusive DVD, Tom Horn and Chris Putnam answer questions concerning the final Pope, the coming alien savior deception, and the end time events about to occur on planet Earth. Don't miss out on getting Tom Horn and Chris Putnam's must-read two-book offer, Petrus Romanus and Exo Vaticana, plus this exclusive DVD, Exo Vaticana. Questions answered. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9183. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9183 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. I tell you, as far as I'm concerned, I'm believing blown out of the water. And, and a lot of my end time thinking is uh, the whole paradigm is changing in light of the Bible prophecy that you're, you're bringing to us. Tell me about the Vatican Conference uh, of a gathering of scientists to discuss extraterrestrial activity. Certainly. In 2009, the Vatican sponsored an astrobiology Conference. And now, that means? That is the study of life in space. Now, what makes that interesting is that we don't really know of any life in space, yet our universities have you know, programs where you can study this. They had the top secular scientists in the world come to Rome for this conference in 2009. We're talking about, you know, atheists, um, you know, secular scientists. And the sort of topics that they're covering, things like shadow life, um, exoplanets. What's an exoplanet? An exoplanet is a, a planet that's outside of our solar system. Okay. So you have the top scientists in the world gathering in Rome for the Pontifical Academy of Sciences, it's an audience of the, for the Pope to study life in space. Speaking of studying life in space, how about life on Earth? Uh, Tom, tell me about the hybrid humans. This is one of the things that I didn't even expect would arrive in our study. There is academics who actually believe that there is a hybridity program that is going on right now. And this took me on a kind of a long journey that brought me back to one question, Sid, and that is why in ancient days when the giants, the first original hybrid humans, right, when right. they were created by fallen angels and, and were upon the earth, what was their mission, what was their program? It also had to do with hybridity and it also had to do with misleading and misguiding and even challenging uh, God himself. But notice that the oldest descriptions of those giants, how tall 
tall they were. 20 feet, 30 feet, they would be easy to pick up, right? There's a movie out there right now, Jack the Giant Slayer. Uh, and, and it's kind of based on that uh, mythos that exists in every culture around the world. They tell the story, the gods came down, the gods mingled themselves with humans. They took human genetics, animal genetics. They created a hybrid body. Now the question is, down through time, uh, you know, the Bible tells us there were giants in those days and also after that. So now we get past the flood and you have the Og, the king of Bashan. What is he, 12 feet tall? He's certainly not 20 or 30. And it looks to me like there was an intentional breeding down in size of, the, uh, of these hybrid humans until today they could possibly be walking among us and we might not even know uh, that we see them. There, is, there are academics who actually believe now that they are walking among us, that they're even in government. Now, that sounds astonishing. Sounds like a sci-fi movie, right? It does. In fact, why is Hollywood glamorizing all these things at the same time? Well, that's exactly right. So is that part of the setup? Are there occultists in Hollywood that have an agenda to try to help prepare humanity for what could be uh, a kind of great deception? Uh, Genesis 6-9 uh, talks about Noah. Explain that. Our research led us to believe that something that happened in ancient days could be occurring um, even now as we speak. And when I say ancient days, I'm talking about the days of Noah, a time when all of the ancient records from around the world tell us that very powerful angels came down and they mingled with humans and with I think animals. The best record is the Bible. The Nephilim is what he's talking about. Go ahead. Absolutely, the Nephilim. And it was a period of time in which only Noah, and therefore by extension his children, mm -hmm. were found, according to the Old Testament, perfect. When you study why the great flood came, the scripture makes it very clear that it happened because all flesh, both man and beast, had been corrupted. So something was happening in ancient days that had to do with the genetic degradation of God's creation. What does it mean when it says in the Torah about Noah that he was perfect? Yes, this is the Hebrew word temyem. Means uh, it's the same phrase that's used to describe an unblemished sacrificial lamb. It's talking about genetics. It's talking about the, his DNA had not been corrupted as evidently the rest of the world had been uh, by that time. So there was a saturation, an intermarriage between angels and humans, and then through intermarriage this was spreading uh, over hundreds of years until finally by the time we reach Noah, he's the last specimen left that has a genetic makeup, his DNA, as God had made it. And therefore, you, you understand why God has to send this flood to wipe out all of this contaminated forms of life and sent this judgment in the days of Noah. Now, Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah. Oh, yes. What, what, tell, me, tell me this. In the parable of the uh, wheat and the tares, uh, the, the weeds, the wheat and the weeds, uh, the Messiah said, let them grow up together. Don't pull them out. I'm wondering if that's the difference between those whose DNA has not been corrupted and those whose DNA has been corrupted, perhaps through a hybridization process of these aliens. What do you think? You know, Sid, behind the scenes right now, this question uh, is 
unfolding among academics in a way that you can't even possibly imagine where they're asking the question, do, have we concluded that hybrids are among us? And if hybrids are among us, can they even be saved? This is a complex question that's being raised by theologians right now. Isn't that an astonishing thing? Uh, what's even more astonishing to me is the Vatican's secret plan for welcoming in an alien god with a small g. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I'm 14 years old. This morning, I watched It's Supernatural about angels and warmth poured on me. It made me cry. God healed me of stage four inoperable cancer. It is a real blessing to have It's Supernatural to watch each week. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. I, I, I'll tell you what. Very few Christians, Protestants, or Catholics understand what you're about ready to understand right now. But there are secret plans for welcoming. The Vatican will welcome in uh, this alien from another planet as God. Tell me about that. Well, Sid, you know, when you look at Bible prophecy and it talks about a one world government and a one world religion, mm -hmm. you know, you see how divided the world still is. And, you know, we have to think that something un unprecedented is going to occur that would unite the world under one heading like that. Now, Ronald Reagan gave a speech to the United Nations where he said, how quickly our differences would be resolved if we were faced with an alien threat from outside this world. I mean, this is in the 80s. He gave this speech in the UN. Now, if you look around the world, what people believe, I mean, statistics in the United States say around 50% of Americans already think that UFOs are aliens visiting the Earth. Now, there was a recent poll in the United Kingdom. More people believe in extraterrestrials in the UK than God, okay? And that's a, that's a fact. And so to me, the strong delusion is already here. The groundwork has been laid. And our, our hypothesis is these powers and principalities that Paul writes about in Ephesians 6, these, these demonic forces have seeded this idea into the world so we are primed and ready for a deception. Okay, but what, what makes you think the Vatican has planned to announce this? Well, you know, they're having astrobiology conferences. They, they've made it intellectually virtuous to believe in these extraterrestrials. Their writings coming out of their theologians have pretty much made the argument that if you don't believe in extraterrestrials, then that is actually the heresy. You talk about uh, that the Vatican is going to reevaluate their position on basic Christianity. What do you mean by that? Well, their theologians have written that they think that these entities will be evangelizing us, that they think the chances are that they're not fallen and we are, so that we would have to modify our beliefs according to their revelation. So are they talking about uh, setting up teams to evangelize humans and aliens? Is that what you're really talking about? Well, if you get on the Internet right now, you'll find... And baptize them? Hundreds of articles from the Vatican astronomers talking about baptizing extraterrestrials. A hundred years ago, our top wonderful theologians had 
predictions based on their study of Scripture. Tell me about Hawkins Pember that wrote about the days of Noah 100 years ago. George Hawkins Pember was writing in the 19th century, and he found parallels between what he saw in the days of Noah and his age. And, you know, he, he pulled out seven parallels, and there were things like the church marrying itself to the world. Well, and, you know, and I went through Hawk, his list and then compared it to where we are now. Now, everything that he saw in the 19th century has just, you know, exponentially grown. I mean, you look at, like, the church married to the world. Now we have mainline denominations ordaining homosexual clergy and putting them up as their leadership. But they saw this 100 years ago. He, it was coming. He did. And the seventh thing on his list was actually the appearance of these entities, and he called them from the prince of the power of the air, which is what Paul calls Satan in Ephesians chapter 2. Now, the demonic realm in the New Testament worldview was the atmosphere above the earth. Now, tell me a couple other points that he saw. Well, Pember saw a vast population increase, for one. Now, our population has, has grown by leaps and bounds since something he couldn't even imagine. He saw a confusion of gender roles. Hmm. He was talking about it in the 19th century. Does that century. sound familiar to you? It sounds familiar to me. I don't think he would even have any, you know, inkling of how far that's gone now. I mean, now we have transsexuals, we have, you know, tr homosexual marriages. Uh, what did he say about holiness? He saw that there was a, an emphasis on God um, being benevolent to the extent that they denied his holiness. Now, I think that we see this in this idea of pluralism, which is so popular in our culture where all religions point to the same God. Um, and this is a really acceptable notion in, in today's society. Like, to talk about hell or eternal punishment or the exclusivity of our Messiah, Yeshua, is the thing that most people don't tolerate. But you see, all these things the Bible says is black and white. They've got to be watered down for there to be a one-world religion for people to welcome in an antichrist. I mean, what a setup. Even well, one of the things that he prophesied that you just brought up is a, a lack of holiness, a, uh, a lack in belief that there is a hell, uh, a lack in belief uh, uh, that there's even a devil. And, you know, some of these things are surfacing right now. Absolutely. I mean, I even quoted some of the Catholic theologians at Notre Dame who deny that Satan is a real personal power. I mean, they just see him as some sort of abstraction or metaphor for evil. I want you to tell me the strongest thing in all of your research, and you've, you've done both of you, you've done extensive research. I want each of you to tell me the strongest thing you found in your research. Well, as I'm listening right now to you and Chris talking, the strongest thing that's in my mind is what, the, again, what Vatican experts have told us when uh, Father uh, Malachi Martin was asked, why is the Vatican, why do they have a presence on Mount Graham? And one of the things we haven't had time to talk about is Mount Graham is sacred to the Apache. It is a stargate through which they've, for centuries, have seen creatures that come, that move back and forth. Now, this is right in Arizona. This is in Arizona. Those. And, in fact, their creation mythos is that a disc came down and a bearded guy in the disc, who was the father of creation, uh, was what established Mount Graham as a holy mountain. Well, anyway, when Malachi Martin was asked, why is the Vatican on Mount Graham? What are they doing up there? He said that they're using their telescope to watch something. And when he was 
was pressed on the question, he said it's because at the highest levels of the Vatican governance, they know what is approaching the earth, and it will be of the utmost importance in coming years. They're literally watching something with the Lucifer device that is approaching planet Earth. And wh what, are, what do you believe they're looking for? Uh, I think that they could be deceived. I think they're watching something, and they think it's one thing, and I think it's something else. Lucifer, I think it's, I think it's Satan. I think Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. He has to do with the power of the air. And of course, you know, when uh, Pope Benedict stepped down not long ago, twice lightning struck the top of the St. Peter's Basilica. And this goes back to their belief system. In Romanism, the belief was that the God would tell you when somebody should step down and when a new king should be elected. It was called augurism, and it's where we take the word inaugural or inauguralism for the placement of a new king. Uh, I'll tell you what, as the kids say, you're blowing my mind, <laughs> but you've got to make Jesus your Lord. Believe he forgave you of your sins. Believe he's your Lord. Welcome him inside now. Why does the Vatican own and operate an observatory to monitor extraterrestrial and alien encounters? Learn about the shocking file uncovered, written by the Vatican's leading astronomer, that makes an outrageous proclamation that Jesus was from an alien race. We'll be back with more of It's Supernatural in just one moment. Call right now to get Tom Horn and Chris Putnam's must-read two-book offer, Petrus Romanus and Exo Vaticana, plus this exclusive DVD, Exo Vaticana, Questions Answered. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9183. We hired investigators, actually private investigators, to help us uh, find the answer to secrets, to mysteries, things that were unfolding at rapid pace. This two-book series uncovers what you and your family need to know concerning the end times. A 900-year-old vision that was hidden until now in the Vatican Library predicted the exact year of the 112th Pope. This vision declares that Pope Francis could be the final Pope presiding during the Great Tribulation. During his reign, Rome would be destroyed, and the final judgment will come. This next Pope is likely to play a role in helping to establish the kingdom of the Antichrist, the destruction of Rome, and the arrival of the false prophet and the Antichrist. Why is there a Vatican observatory run by Vatican astronomers in the state of Arizona? Learn why these Vatican astronomers are involved with Project Lucifer using a special infrared camera attached to the most powerful telescope on Earth that peers into deep space searching for aliens and UFOs. Understand what an uncovered published Vatican file declares concerning aliens who will come as saviors of mankind and its absurd claim that Jesus may have been from an alien race. Exo Vaticana deals with the subject of UFOs and extraterrestrials in a way that few other books do. It does tell us to expect a great deception, a strong delusion that will lead the world to believe the lie. We believe that this great deception will be clothed in the credibility of science. And on this exclusive DVD, Tom Horn and Chris Putnam answer questions concerning the final Pope, the coming alien savior deception, and the end time events about to occur on planet Earth. Sure, the inception, the sorcerous inception of an evil spirit into a man who would be the final Pope. There are prophecies that talk about a return of the Nephilim. Some believe that that's exactly what is happening, that the seventh and most fearful sign, he said, would be the return on earth of those illegal spirits. We've seen 
four or five of these Jesuit astronomers come out in the media, give interviews where they've talked about baptizing extraterrestrials. Don't miss out on getting Tom Horn and Chris Putnam's must-read two-book offer, Petrus Romanus and Exo Vaticana, plus this exclusive DVD, Exo Vaticana. Questions answered. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9183. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9183 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. I'm interrupting this telecast with a special announcement. We have a new Pope, St. Francis. According to the Malachi prophecy, he had to be a Roman. Did you know that this new Pope's parents were from Italy, Roman? Not only that, he's the first Jesuit to ever be Pope. And as you've just heard, the Jesuits are involved with the aliens.